chapter twenty three of the fire people by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva the storm on the little stern seat of the boat mercer and anina sat side by side the girl steering by a small tiller that lay between them they were well out in the middle of the river now speeding silently along with its swift current they made extraordinary speed both banks of the river were visible in the twilight dim wooded hills stretching back into darkness the stream widened steadily as they advanced until near its mouth it had become a broad estuary they followed its right shore now and soon were out in the narrow sea we'd better go right on across said mercer it's too early for alan to be at the end of the trail he won't be there till to-night we can reach the great city before he starts they decided to do that and headed straight out into the sea they had been cold sitting there in the wind and wet to the skin but the boat contained several furry jackets which the men had left in it and in the bottom near the stern a cubical metal box which lighted up like an electric radiator by this they had dried and warmed themselves and now each with a fur jacket on they felt thoroughly comfortable mercer was elated at what they had accomplished he could see now how fortunate a circumstance it was that we had set the men free he would not have stumbled upon this other party and the invasion of the light country would have begun had we not released them he talked enthusiastically about what we were to do next and anina listened saying very little but following his words with eager attention once he thought she was more interested in the words themselves than in what he was saying and said so your language so very easy it is i want to learn it soon if i can why you know it already he protested and how the deuce you ever got it so quickly beats me she smiled when you say words very easy then for me to remember not many words in spoken language he shook his head well however you do it the result's all right i'm mighty glad too why when i get you back home on earth he stopped in sudden confusion she put her hand on his arm miela says your earth is very wonderful tell me about it she listened to his glowing words and opera what is that she asked once when he paused he described the metropolitan opera house and the newer finer one in boston she listened to his description of the music with flushed face and shining eyes how beautiful that music can you sing ollie no he admitted but i can play a little on a guitar i wish i had one here i can sing said the girl miela says i can sing very well he leaned toward her brushing the blue feathers of her wing lightly with his hand sing for me he said softly i'll bet you sing beautifully 
it may have been their situation or what they had been through together or the girl's nearness to him now with her long braids of golden hair the graceful sweep of her blue feathered wings that matched the blue of her eyes her red lips parted in song but whatever it was mercer thought he had never heard so sweet a voice she sang a weird little song it was in a minor key with curious cadences that died away and ended nowhere the folk song of a different race a different planet yet vibrant with the ever unsatisfied longing of the human soul she sang softly staring straight before her without thought of her singing thinking only of her song she ended with a tender phrase that might have been a sigh a quivering little half-sob that died away in her throat and left the song unfinished her hands were folded quiet in her lap her eyes gazed out on the gray waste of water about the boat mercer breathed again that is beautiful anina what is it she turned to him and smiled just a love song you like it my friend ollie it's wonderful but it's it's so sad and and sort of weird isn't it that is love my mother says love is sad mercer's heart was beating fast is it always sad anina i don't think so do you there was no trace of coquetry in her eyes she sighed tremulously i do not know about love but what i feel here she put her hand on her breast i do not understand ollie and when i sing they are very sad and sweet the thoughts of music and they say things to the heart that the brain does not understand is that the way with you unnoticed by the two a storm-cloud had swept up over the horizon behind them and the sky overhead was blotted now with its black they had not seen it nor heeded the distant flashing of lightning a sudden thunderclap startled them now into consciousness of the scene about them the wind rushed on them from behind the sea was rising rapidly the boat scudded before it a storm look at it anina behind us there was nothing in sight now but the gray sea broken into waves that were beginning to curl white and angry behind them the darkness was split with jagged forks of lightning the thunder rolled heavily and ominously in the distance with occasional sharp cracks near at hand look anina there comes the rain see it there behind us i hope it won't be a bad storm i wouldn't want to be out in this little tub the wind veered to the left increasing steadily the sea was lashed into foam its spray swept over the boat drenching them thoroughly the waves turning now with the wind struck the boat on its stern quarter one curled aboard sloshing an inch or two of water about the bottom of the boat mercer feared it would interfere with the mechanism but anina reassured him as the waves increased in size mercer swung the boat around so as to run directly before them the stern frequently was lifted clear of the water now 
the boat losing headway as a great cloud of hissing steam arose from behind after a time the light country shore came into sight they were close upon it before they saw it through the rain and murk they seemed to be heading diagonally toward it where are we anina mercer asked anxiously the girl shook her head steadily they were swept inward the shoreline as they drew closer was to mercer quite unfamiliar there were no bayous here no inundated land instead a bleak line of cliffs fronted them a perpendicular wall against which the waves beat furiously they could see only a short distance the line of cliffs extended ahead of them out of sight in the gray of the sheets of rain they were slanting toward the cliffs and mercer knew if he did not do something they would be driven against them in a few moments more we'll have to turn out anina we can't land along here we must keep away if we can with the waves striking its stern quarter again the boat made much heavier weather it seemed to mercer incredible that it should stay afloat he found himself thoroughly frightened now but when he remembered that anina was in no danger he felt relieved he had made her lie down in the boat where she would be more sheltered from the wind and rain now he hastily bade her get up and sit beside him we might be swamped any minute anina you sit there where you won't get caught if we go over they swept onward mercer keeping the boat offshore as best he could haven't you any idea where we are anina how far along do these cliffs extend a huge jagged pinnacle of rock like a great cathedral spire set in the cliff loomed into view ahead anina's face brightened when she saw it the way to the water city she cried a river there is ahead not so very far now in spite of all mercer could do they were blowing steadily closer to the wave-lashed cliffs he began to despair if anything happens anina you fly up at once you hear don't you wait you can't help me any i'll make out some way you say good-bye to alan and your mother and sister for me if he fell silent a moment then said softly and anina if that should happen i want you to know that i think you're the sweetest most wonderful little girl i ever met and anina dear the girl gripped his arm with a cry of joy see ollie there ahead the cliff's end that is the water city river see it there the mouth of a broad estuary with the waves rolling up into it came swiftly into view they rounded the rocky headland and entered it running now almost directly before the wind the river narrowed after a short distance to a stream very much like the one they had left in the twilight country mercer turned to the quiet little girl beside him well anina we've certainly had some trip i wouldn't want to go through it again mercer thought the situation over they could stay where they were in the river for an hour or two until the storm was entirely over and then go back to the great city on the other hand now that they were here 
mercer felt a great curiosity to see this other city where tao's men had created trouble why should they not use these few hours of waiting to see it we might get a line on how things stand up there to tell alan when we get back mercer said when he explained his ideas to anina it won't take long very probably it was the light-ray cylinder in his hand which influenced his decision for he added we can't get into any trouble you know there's no light-ray here yet and so they went on there was a perceptible current coming down the river the water was cold and clear and in the brighter light now he could see down into it in many places to the bottom six or eight feet below the region seemed utterly uninhabited no sign of a house or even a boat on the river met them as they advanced mightn't there be boats along here mercer asked once how far up is this place not far now beyond there the river appeared to terminate abruptly up ahead against the side of a frowning brown cliff but mercer saw a moment later that it opened out around a bend to the left around that next bend she nodded it seemed incredible to mercer that the second largest city in mercury lay hidden in the midst of this desolation we'll meet boats he said what will the people think of me don't let's start anything if we can help it you lie there anina indicated the bottom of the boat at her feet no one see you then i steer they do not notice me nobody care who i am mercer had still the very vaguest of ideas as to what they would do when they got to the water city as a matter of fact he really was more curious just to see it than anything else but there was another reason that urged him on both he and anina were hungry they had eaten very little since leaving the great city the night before and now that it was again evening they were famished they had rummaged the boat thoroughly but evidently the men had taken all their supplies ashore with them for nothing was in the boat we'll have to dope out some way to get something to eat said mercer they came upon the sharp bend in the river anina had indicated following close against one rocky shore they swept around the bend and the water city lay spread out before mercer's astonished eyes End of chapter twenty three